You're listening to WrestlingTradingCards.com. How are you today? Happy holidays, everybody. We're on a special edition today of uh, WTC TV. And uh, I think we're making this an annual tradition here. We have, uh, you know, Paul, the price guide man, and we have the Chuckster again. And uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of year in review. How are you guys? Happy holidays. Happy holidays, holidays, everybody. Nice to see you. This is the only time Chuck and I actually get to see each other like this, where we can actually talk back and forth. Uh, unless we have some kind of special thing going on during the year where we uh, we all jump sure. on a roundtable type top, but we didn't yeah. do too many this year. Well, we, we communicate, you know, I wouldn't say daily, Chuck, but what? <clears throat> several times a week at least and very, very often. So it's nice to actually talk this way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing live right now uh, via YouTube. So hopefully we can try and monitor some of the uh, conversations going on here. Any, any questions people might have, any comments they might have, or they tell us that we're a little too festive today or something. I don't know. Well, <laughs> No such thing. Too festive. No, no such thing. If it, we had Zan's way, it's like that would be Christmas all year long. <laughs> that, that's his holiday. He's like the he's like the Mick Foley of our wrestling card group. Nice. I even have the abominable snowman with us. There you go. Look. <laughs> well, you know what I did? I don't know if you guys saw the Young Rock special, a Christmas special, but Andre was Père Noël, so I couldn't resist for this one. There you go. Last oh, year yeah. I didn't have. I felt left out last year on on our podcast because I didn't have the hat, so I ran out this morning to get the Santa cap. So now I'm right festive in my ski chalet, ready to talk wrestling cards. There you go. Look, yeah, look. I'm just, I'm just sporting WTC. That's all. So always promoting. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, I've got the Santa jacket that everybody seems to like so much. I wear year after year, but that. Uh, that's great. Yeah. It's getting a little snugger. <laughs> yeah, that's the, jacket, right. the jacket's getting smaller, Tony. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, uh, I was surprised this year. I, uh, someone actually commented this year going, wow, you still fit in that thing. How many years in a row you wore that thing now? I'm like, hey, back off, lady. It's fine. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got live chat here going. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're a bit loose today. But uh, yeah, we're going to discuss a little bit about the, the year that was 2021, which seemed to be kind of a crazy uh again like you know, 2020 was crazy and all of a sudden 2021 said yeah hold my beer yeah um a lot of stuff happened and uh especially in the card world now we had a lot of stuff happen this year and you know we put a nice little list together here thank you uh paul of uh things that kind of went on this year in 2021 uh anything you guys want to talk about uh first off what kind of what, what happened well, that, that was the idea when I started thinking about, okay, what can we chat about at the year in review and a wrap up? And I thought, well, let me, let me write down all the headlines. And I thought, well, let's try and rank them. Let's try and figure out which was the most important to the hobby. And, you know, they're all, they're all cool. And then we can talk about that as well and debate it. But like you said, at the outset, a lot of shit happened this year. We yeah, a lot of shit when COVID was something when all of a sudden the value of all our cars went. Um, yeah. So much more stuff happened in the hobby this year. And we're going to cover it all for you this afternoon. Yeah. I mean, just despite values, I mean, we've had, um, just so many cool things happened this year from, uh, you know, a lot of independent stuff. Oh my God. It's been like yeah. the year of independence, really. I mean, uh, the last two years, really. And, uh, it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon, but, uh, you know, I think the biggest one as we have on our list, I didn't even know it was the top 10 list. You know, I just, uh, just 10 bullet points, but, uh, you know, the top of the list, I think really would be uh, that Panini license with WWE. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you want to do, do, do the list backwards from 10 down to, uh, to one? Yeah, we can do that. 
So uh, like, no, just, just, we're just going to go across the board over here. I mean, we're, we're kind of just uh, shooting the shit across the board, uh, you know, doing live here. Um, and uh, we have our list. But let's just start from the top. I mean, uh, we got Panini, you know, taking over. Yeah, that, that, that for me was the biggest news. And on my list, I didn't put the Fanatics because the Fanatics sort of top situation, it didn't, re it, we were waiting to see how it was going to affect wrestling cards. And then a lot sooner than many of us thought the Panini announcement was made, which kind of superseded, superseded the whole thing with Tops and Fanatic. And yeah, that would, in my opinion, be the number one headline of the year. Definitely is that going forward, WWE products going to be made by Panini. And we've spoken about it on end and we're going to be speaking a lot more about it. We're going to be doing box breaks and all that stuff. Yep. But that, that's a watershed moment for the hobby. Tops has yeah. been around since 2006. You know, it's, it's, we, we've all talked about Tops and what's happened with their product and everything else. But thinking back, and we've got other things to talk about, but definitely Panini, I think, getting the WDW license was, uh, was the top story newsmaker of the year. What do you think, Chuck? I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to the Panini product. Uh, as much as I hate to see Tops go, they were kind of dropping the ball until this past couple of releases. And it's good. It's, I'm, I'm kind of glad to see something new come into the hobby. Maybe they can do something a little better, something to spruce it up a little bit, maybe some nicer relics. Uh, so just some, something unique that hasn't been done for a while. So, so yeah, I'm anxious to see the Panini product. The only thing I have from Panini is some old WCW big photo cards. I don't really know a lot about the Panini product. So, so this will be a new venture for me. Well, especially now with, uh, you know, you talk about like, you know, Paul's got the master set of 95 Panini, stuff like that. I mean, Panini was different back then. That's a whole different ball game. It's different now, way different. Um, it's, it's, it's a big deal. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, after 21 years of, of you know, tops holding the license now since 2005, uh, it's just um, it's time for something new. I think. I think you guys are right. It's just um, as a set collector, as you guys go, you guys get kind of pinched on that one a bit. And uh, we had a roundtable talk on uh, the Worlds Collide that I think is coming out next week, if I'm not mistaken. And we talked with uh, with Adam Gilman and uh, I gotta can't remember the other guy's name, James or. Uh, it was a great discussion about, uh, you know, super collectors and, and player collectors and then who got the pinch. And it's kind of like people who, you know, collect, what do you call them, mini master sets or base sets, you know, uh, they're the ones that get pinched the most because it's just yeah. going to be so difficult for them to collect now. And people have to start changing the way they um, approach their hobby now, the, the collection. And um, for that, me, that's, player where, that, that, that's where he started. You know, that I, I saw, uh, you know. Chuck, you stopped doing a lot of the major tops releases and focused more on the indie. And, it, and your timing on that was perfect because it just got crazy. Yeah. And so far as it's, it's very difficult now to find one guy that's been able to assemble a master set. So me up here in Toronto, I've got to do it in pieces now, which adds a fortune to the cost of it. Yeah. Like Heritage, for example, and we'll talk about this uh, on our next uh, monthly thing. Um, it, it's been next to impossible to, to put the variants together. You know, like I've got three so far, I'm hoping to get more, but they're going to start going probably 150 to $200 a piece. Um, that's, that's very much been the case this year. And I expect it to get worse with AEW and Panini, but that's just life. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll adjust. We'll get what we can. I'm sure base sets themselves will be okay. But base sets will be trying, fine. Trying to chase down the insert sets and the variants and these kinds of things like I've always enjoyed doing. Um, is going to be very costly. Yeah, it's going to be because piecing together, like you said, you're going to have to get a little bit of here, a little bit there, instead of getting yeah. from your normal guy. Um, it's just going to be more, yeah. Which is how I used to do it in the Fleer era, but yeah. back then you didn't pay the crazy shipping prices and 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 it was more more economically feasible, if you will, to do. But uh, just these last, like Chrome, for example, and, and Heritage, 
um, cost me way, way more than they should have just because I had to bring them in in pieces, you know, and then even still, you know, you, you get an insert set and you're missing one card and I have to go out and get that one card and I got to pay $15 for that one card. And then by the time you're done with the tally, it's like hugely expensive. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a correct observation that you guys made on a podcast. And it's something that we're just going to have to deal with, you know, the, the cost in general, like I was thinking impact, I bought my four set of impact and I said, shit, I've spent 90 bucks times four now. So this is going to be like a $400 set, you know, um, not for kids. That's for sure. Well, I, I changed my way of collecting this past year. Like you had said, I, I went from trying to be a, a completist, well, as completest as I could be to going down to the indie sets because that's the only way I could become a completist again. Yeah. And I was just so disillusioned with the Tops product that uh, I was tickled to have other little indie stuff to chase. So, uh, uh, and, and it had gotten expensive this past year too to even be a box breaker. So uh, I got away from that and I'm sure I'm going to get away for, from it a lot more this coming year because even though the prices have been pretty high for me this year, Next year, with all these new licenses coming out, I'm understanding Panini and Upper Deck aren't the most inexpensive product out there. So I'll probably just end up doing what I was doing, just buying a buying a set once somebody gets it together on eBay and picking up a base set and, and move on. Well, you're going to find that Upper Deck is going to be your cheaper source like that. Panini out the gate with that Prism set is going to be, we estimated somewhere between the four and $600 per box price starting out. Wow. Somewhere. And yeah, we, we, we had- for sure. We had the gentleman on, and again, I, I got to go back. I'm, I'm a horrible co-host. Um, uh, he 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 was perfect for our conversation because he went through all this with the UFC stuff. He was a UFC collector with tops, and then uh, a breaker, and then he went through the whole Panini process like that. So he has, you know, some history, some experience on what to expect uh, and how the market's going to somewhat maybe go up and down a little bit. So I have, but you, you can expect that that Prism uh, box price to be uh, pretty high up there compared to what we're used to. Um, you know, it's this outside of a transcendent, you know, uh, box price, obviously we're looking at, you know, something that we haven't seen before in WWE product. What is prism comparable to in the top product? Chrome. I've never seen a prism. Chrome? Chrome. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a very nicely designed, uh, uh, Chrome. It's their version of a Chrome type of product. Yes. But you know, it's be like a shiny version. Pretty. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's oh, yeah. Chrome. It's Chrome on steroids. Oh, cool. <laughs> I, I have first I have firsthand experience with putting together the master sets and I'll be able to quickly determine how it's working with AEW and how it's working with Panini. And, and we'll, we'll compare that and chat about how it was with, with tops, you know, especially these recent sets. And we'll go back and see. But uh, I, I do expect it to be more expensive. And with uh, the variants they have on all their parallels. Uh, and the oddball numbering that they do, do their parallels sometimes, or sometimes don't even do numbering on them. Like we have no idea how many exist of a particular colors like that. Um, it's just going to be from a checklist standpoint for me, it's going to be a nightmare just because it's going to be a continuously uh, adding on, uh, updating, correcting uh, checklist. That's just going to be, I mean, you, you see some of those tops and some of those old TriStar checklists is going on and on and on and on because of the different levels of parallels. It's going to be just like that, if not more. That, that's why, honestly, I'm glad that on the price guide, I don't have to deal with the base checklist. That's, <laughs> that's, that, that, that's left to you guys for WTG. Because, you know, it, 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 it really is the difference between it being fun and being work. I think, you it know, is. It's, that, that, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work you guys have to do to get those base checklists. You know? what, what, what was that, Chuck? I said cut and paste has become my favorite yeah. friend with all these extra parallels. You know? Right? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and you don't and you don't just list the checklist once. You list it once and then again with the yeah. first level and again, you know, you know, a lot of scrolling to get down to that base that 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 uh, autograph card I'm looking for at the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. And I got to put the odds <laughs> out from, you know, like it's one and two packs or, you know, how many, you know, I try to get the odds on the packs too out from. I mean, too, what do you so. guys think of that so like that? I it was touring in my mind the other night about like, you know, is that something that I want to go forward with doing checklists? Do I want to have it so it's so long like that all the time? Or do I go like some of the other sites that you go to like the cardboard connection or blowouts like that who have like this article? Tell you the numbers? Yeah, and it's tell you the numbers, but that's not really a checklist per se. Then if I'm, a, I'm, a, no. I'm if I'm marking things off, I go, oh well, I it's really hard for me to One kind of. One of the things I always liked about WTC back in the day, and what you're trying to get to now is is the comprehensiveness, the completeness. So the fact that you chuck goes and you put the little dash where people can check off on their list whether they have it or not, you know, that that that's the part that I think is really cool and a benefit to collectors. What I might suggest is if we have really 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 long lists because you're going to list them all, is maybe you put the information about the sets at the top because that that's a, that's good information that you have that that I don't often do and I don't think Anthony does and I don't know about Nick, but you're you're very good of for for putting all the background stuff. Here's the print runs, here's the seedings, as much information as we know. Maybe so that we don't have to go all the way to the bottom. You know, uh, if you have tons and tons and tons of parallels, put that information at the top. But no, I, I, I think you want to keep WTC the way it is, like listing it all. So putting uh, release information at the top before any set information or, or after or, the base, or maybe you know, like Andrew says that, and then some of the information, and then go with with the uh, the base cards. Because yeah, like even on the uh, the tri stars, I haven't looked, but I'm I'm sure those are long, long, long. Oh long yeah. Pieces. I mean, uh, trust me, the, the top stuff competes. I mean, uh, 2010 Platinum ain't no small set. <laughs> it's just, uh, it, it adds, it, it takes a long time. Yeah, it scrolls. And and I think, and I've, I've been kind of uh, subconsciously keeping track of that in sense of people's posts on social media, commenting about things like, well, I didn't see this or I didn't know that. It's like, well, it's in the, it's in the release information section at the bottom of the checklist. And I'm thinking to myself, are they even scrolling down to that point? Then maybe that needs to be moved to the top. So something to, to keep in mind, maybe. Like, that, uh, that, that, that's stuff that's pretty unique to you that we've a lot of times I'll get this stuff and I'll see Chuck is giving me the information and I know that you're going to list it all. So I'll just put a, a simple line card draw number to cards on an official and that's it. Knowing that you're going to do a deep dive on the specifics of that set. So yeah, that might be an idea to think about. Yeah. That's something to do in 2022. Like I don't have enough to do. So <laughs> no, no, no. We want to give you more work, Tony. Yeah, I, I just actually yesterday before we left, we went to go visit some family or some friends last night for some holiday stuff. And uh, I was just came to like a breakthrough and it always happens. Like I'm like struggling to get some stuff done real quick before we leave the house. We've got some stuff to do. And I go, oh, light bulb goes off. We gotta, oh, I could do this. I could do it. I mean, we, we leave. It's like that. And but uh, I am happy to announce that I'm very close to uh, to start adding images now to everything back again. Awesome. By the way, that's on that, that's on my list. If we're just sort of nitpicking at the list, my number 10 thing, and I wrote it down is after a five year hiatus, WTC is updated and returns to the hobby in a big way with a custom trading card, a t-shirt and much more. And for me, you, you getting back to it and doing what you've done. And of course, with Chuck's help and my help um, is significant to the hobby and it's newsworthy because it's the place that people go to to get these checklists. You know, I'm aware of another site that you can go to that has wrestling information and such, sure. but I don't have checklists, you know, never have, never will. So, and that's what people want. They want to know what number 68 was, what's number 12. And um, you guys were it. You, you and Porto were the guys for all those years. And when you took a break, there was a hole and it was a noticeable hole, even for a collector like myself that had my own site that was giving information. It's like, I got to go to Cardboard Connection to check this out, check that out. So yeah. when you came back, it's like, yeah, this is big. And I remember when you came back, 
someone made a comment they were they were checking every day to see if there would be any change on the WTC and they were stunned when all of a sudden there was an update and that update that day whatever date that was in 2021 when WTC says hey I'm here we're back um that was that was a big day in in, in the hobby in my opinion you know and again I'm I'm, I'm Sure, Chuck would agree. We've been very happy to be a part of it and to help you all get it to this stage. Oh, I wouldn't. Uh, the site <clears throat> wouldn't be where it's at today if it wasn't for for you guys, Armand, uh, and then uh, you know the trickling of information that comes in from other people. Uh, it's just, it's a you know running your site. It, yeah. you, have a, you, have, you have a formula that goes through it's like that, but you know that it's still well, there's a, there's a level my, of work. My wife is a web designer, so yeah. you know you don't have that. If I have a problem, I had a problem yesterday when I posted those custom sets and something I just couldn't figure out. And I went down to Susan, and she said, "Yeah, you buggered this and blah 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 blah," and it's fixed, <laughs> you know. And then when I decided let's make a new category for uh, the unofficial cards, so someone can click there and see them all in one go, I said, "How do I I do this?" She said, "Is there a category there you don't use as often? Just rename it." And yeah, you know, so I have that benefit that I don't have to sweat things going wrong. And, I'm gonna and, have to hire her. Well, I know that you guys like Anthony as well. Like it, it, it's, it's a bit of a vertical learning curve because you guys are coming into WordPress and you're in the right environment now. You're, you're now dealing with a system that's going to give you the flexibility and everything you need to do the sites properly. And WordPress but, is not 100% foreign to me. I used to run uh, right. RV Diesel WordPress well, you, you sites. Took so. to it, you took to it very quickly, I must say, because, you know, like when I saw how well things looked, I'm thinking, shit, this guy didn't really do nothing with this uh, three months ago. But um, I think for you and Anthony, it's, it's, it's been great, you know, that you guys have sort of gotten on the other side of it. And now the hobby is going to be really represented well. We're going to have WTC. Anthony's site is going to have all the stuff for sale. I'm going to have my thing. You're going to start linking to my videos. We're doing more of those. Yeah, I started uh, doing that already. I, those, I started... those images, Chuck, that you like that, that you provide. Um, and you're going to get your image bank worked out. So it's all good for the hobby. You know, I think I said this to Zan. It's like really important that we help and we share each other and we don't become sort of protective of anything because once we do that, then we can't trust each other. And I think it's important that uh, the hobby is represented by a coalition of guys like ourselves that like each other, first of all, but really believe in getting the information right. Let's not go too crazy there. <laughs> What's really nice about the new, about the new WPC yeah. side is there is now a, there is now a shop button on there mm -hmm. where you can actually help support, help, help, help Tony get this uh, thing up and running good. You yeah, can buy shirts, you can buy cards, you can buy all kinds of goodies on there. So if you get onto WTC, check out that shop zone that he has on there. Yeah, we got the shop and I don't stuff. have a link to it yet, but I also have the auction page now for eBay for putting up singles and stuff like that. But you know, I anything like the greatest stuff I have back here, like that's mm -hmm. all available up on the shop. Uh, if you notice my, my two key cards are no longer there. <laughs> those, those, are, those are gone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think it's I think it's great that you're expanding things. You know what I mean? That it's not just WTC of old that's listing everything, but hey, we're doing a T-shirt. Hey, we're uh, we're selling cards now. Which was a yeah. you know, nice T-shirt. Remember the guy he posted his first uh, his first checklist was the 2016 Bola set. Yep, that was his very first set that got posted when they started the update, and, and he texted me that same night and he said, "Man." Our first sets on the site, you know, he was all <laughs> excited about that. It so was very good feeling. Yeah. And I knew yeah, that uh, you guys had really driven, driven at home that, you know, we needed to get more information out there about independent stuff because it was really taking off. And uh, I said, you know, that's the first thing we're going to tackle this is go back and, and just get all the stuff filled in for all the independent stuff. And once we got caught up with that, then it became like the monster stuff. And I feel so bad for Chuckster because he had to go through and like you said, copy and paste became his best friend, you know, of uh, doing we, all the top we, stuff. We uncovered a lot of stuff this year. Yes, on top of that, yeah. Not, notwithstanding the indie stuff that we knew about, we went back, Chuck and I, and and, and made sure that there was nothing that we were missing. But think about the uh, the Indian stuff, you know, there's oh, yeah. mud sets there. I've probably added another 25 or so oddball things. Then with Veligan's help, how many more 
Japanese sets came into the discussion, Chuck. There was quite a few there. Um, oh, yeah. And I did the yeah. Valentine's cards and some novelty stuff. And, you know, some of it might go outside of the boundaries. But even when I did the All-Stars calendar, I got to thinking, this is something that people have asked me about. And I'm thinking, what else might there be that people might be interested in that I that I can price that maybe doesn't have to do with cards? And, you know, just, just to suggest that there are going to be developments in 2022, not just with the wrestling card business, but with us as well. We're trying to figure out how to make our sites more informative for people, you know, get more out of them. And, and that's that's uh, part of the game. It's just uh, informing and educating. It's what it really is. And then, uh, you know, recently we're having people like still having some issues with the grading card companies to, yeah. uh, you know, get things authenticated. And it's all about, you know, who's getting that order form in their hands like that. Uh, you know, having my friend works over at PSA and he, he's, of course, a big wrestling fan because he helped me originally start Com Collect, you know, uh, and then kind of dropped out when I took it over and all that stuff. But uh, he's like, yeah, you know, of course I use it, but we also are all trained to be using Cardboard Connection and blowout cards. And we have other sources to go out and kind of look for things. And depending on who it is they could get lazy. It's like, you know what? I don't know anything about wrestling cards. I looked at the one place, didn't find it. Boom. Reject. Right. You know? So they're not overly across the board. Uh, like, Hey, let's go to WTC and figure out, uh, you know, if this thing is on the site or not and, and help us identify this stuff during our research process, which is, yeah, you know, I, I think, I think the important thing, which is why PSA is coming to WTC and they have gone on price guide as well is that take for example the heritage you were the first guy to say hey have anyone seen these ms inserts yet because even though they're listed tops put them on their spreadsheet and they're listed on cardboard connection in the real world none of us have seen that well we're the only guys that are doing that and we used to do that back in the day with david porto like with his yep. list i used to chime in and say i don't think this got released and that's the benefit so we're not just taking what the manufacturer is saying they're making we're verifying it and that's important to know you have something to like and we've been doing that since yeah. the FLIR era because you know FLIR Correct. would oftentimes put things out and their checklist, even the stuff that checklist that they put in the pack, remember those things, checklist yeah. and packs, yeah. uh, when they put those things in there, uh, you know, they were off and wrong. Yeah. I well, mean, not, they're not gathering checklists now. Not only do I, most of the time I have the base set in front of me, I'll take it, I'll take a put right in front of me. And the information that's on the card is what goes on as that card name. For instance, an example I've used before is like the card might say on, on a checklist from tops or a checklist from from cardboard connection, it might say Sasha Banks is card number one. But if you look at card number one, it says Sasha Banks versus Bailey. So that's what's on the card. So that's what's going on the checklist. And yep. if I don't have, if I have that card and I'm really unsure of it, I'll research. I have about two or three different sites I check. And once I verify from them, a lot of times I'll hit up eBay and I'll check out eBay too and see what people have up. And I'll, on eBay, you can obviously look on the back of the card too, turn it over and look at at the back so i can get the numbering the correct sequence the, the copyright dates i can verify it like three or four different ways so these checklists you see going up on wtc isn't just me putting down a bunch of names and numbers and sending it to tony it's me doing some really in-depth research on this set you know we did the top now for years and years that way oh yeah we did the tops now Tops for all now. those years when they started there was oh. when chuck and i really started working together closely because i wasn't touching those and he was and that's when we started doing those and chuck was always quick to point out he'd send me an email saying oh i sent you this information last week but this is, is not correct and, and edits on his own work that he yeah. subsequently found out and i think that's the benefit of what our sites bring to the hobby is that uh, you know it's not just information but it's correct information as as as, as close as we can get it 
Yeah, and it's not to say that we don't make mistakes because, I mean, we're all human, make mistakes. I mean, sometimes we find, I've been using the example a lot, we find things we just overlook for not just weeks and months, but sometimes years and even decades. I mean, who knew, you know, like she made the reference, who knew that the 89 Classic wasn't made by Classic? You know, that's, you just, you you overlook things. There's so much in this hobby with just our small little group of people who actually are trying to do this research uh, that things get overlooked and you just kind of, you know, count on people. That's why every page says, you know, you find any errors, please contact us. You know, Um, you know, we want to make sure it's correct. You know, we want to make sure that, that, you know, the price guide has exactly what's supposed to be. It's a a 15 card set, not a 14 card set and and put a price on that. Um, And same with the checklist. We want to make sure that it's, 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 the right name it's the right get, number we do get a lot of help from 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 the collectors out there i've got yes. a guy that's given me a lot of the boyd pierce stuff um i've got a guy now that's helping me with the micro brawlers you know and i can't do it on my own because you know you need other people to say hey, what about this what about this even the variants when they first started coming out we started gelman and i and a few others that found them to be interesting okay let's see what these look like and how many are there and we drill down and had had the nine figured out pretty quickly but that's the spirit of community at work that allows us to do that so that like you say when your checklist comes up next week it's going to be 100 percent accurate it's important and it, it's close to 100 percent anyways but yeah. and, you, and over the time you start finding information that's what you know fuels the release information section you know with whether it be print runs or variants or distribution how that kind of happened you know between retail and hobby kind of thing and uh, it's just, I'm a big believer. It's like, that's my biggest joy in this hobby is right now for me more than it was when I was a collector. It's just gathering the information. I'm a huge fan of gathering information. So when I get information from you or from Chuckster or from Armand, uh, it's just like, I feel like I, I found, I, I just opened up a, a pack and found a cool card, <laughs> you know, and it, I get to put it up there, announce it and just kind of really drive home to people like, Hey, there's new information. Go check it out. Go check it out. Uh, and that's where we continue to keep doing. So when we started after this, you know, hiatus, you know, putting that first checklist up, you know, I, I, I immediately messaged Chuck said, you know, <laughs> it feels like the old days, man. It's awesome. <laughs> and then I got an email from someone, a message from someone saying, Hey, you know, all these years I've been checking every day and I can't tell you how awesome it was to see, you know, update. that there was an update. That and, um, it was just, uh, it made it kind of, it just, it was a good feeling to have like that. And it's just uh, good to provide to the hobby. And because we're passionate about it, all of us are passionate about this hobby. Um, it's what kind of feel the, the, the Kevin Nash trading car was one, you know, looking for donations to help the fund because with moving the site over with going to WordPress, with adding plugins and things like that, you know, you get freebie versions, but if you want the good stuff, you got to pay for it kind of thing. You know, this is all comes out of pocket. And it's like, I, I just can't just ask people for their money and just take it. You know, uh, it'd be nice to get something back. Now's a great opportunity after 10 years of wanting to do my own trading card. Here I am going to do my trading card and give something in, in back for their donation. Uh, it wasn't the big drive that I had hoped it would be. You know, the T-shirt sold out, but after expenses and costs, we made a little bit of money on that, which was good. So that went right into paying for some of these plugins. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's been fun to get that stuff updated and, and done. Uh, but it's been a lot of work doing it too. So there's a lot of time. And I'm sure my wife is like, you know, you and your stupid trading cards, I'm really getting tired of it. So yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, and I don't blame her. So it's just, uh, I try to squeeze it in when I can, you know? Uh, yeah. I but, mean, we, we don't get paid for this. You know, I, I, no. I, I make a few bucks off the AdSense, but it's hardly, you know, it, it doesn't cover much. So it really is, as we've all said before, we do it for the love of the hobby. And, and uh, hopefully it covers your costs. I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, it's just anything I can do to cover the costs. That's why I do the eBay auctions right now, trying to get rid of singles. I've got a bunch sitting over here right now. We'd be listening probably sometime tonight. 
uh, just to, you know, a dollar here, a dollar there, a couple bucks there, whatever it goes for, I don't, you know, is good. Uh, it all helps. It just helps go right to cover the cost like that. And I've got plans to do things and cooler things for, for the site. Uh, I had a breakthrough last night a little bit. Well, uh, uh, not a really a breakthrough, but, you know, uh, at least a means to an end right now to, to go back and get the images uh, hosted uh, right now, you can go to the website and go check out the, and I always use the 86 carnation set as a test. Cause it's only like six cards in the set and use that as a test. So that right now has links to the images now. Good. Um, check it out. Just uh, it's, you know, going to, going to be using an outside source account because I can't really find a plugin that works the way I want it to work. Everything is, you know, basically how to turn an image into a link. Well, I don't want that. I want how to turn text into a link to an image to host on the site, uh, maybe through a gallery or through something. And to do it the way I originally envisioned, which was to make it into an actual individual blog, we, we wouldn't be able to get uh, through anything until like, you know, 2030. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm sure the technology that you guys used back in the day with Yahoo is completely different than the way it was. 100%. It's just uh, yeah, it's, it's that's a the simple, simple page it's, building it's, tool. It was really easy one to do. To Click on the click on the name. There's your card. Click on the name, which is well the, the old the old site from from Yahoo, which you know previously that was GeoCities for anybody old enough from GeoCities and Angel Fire that kind of stuff. Uh, it was just basically you can create your folders on this in this tree, and so I, we just had an image folder, and inside the image folder was all the different releases folders, and then inside there you put all your images so that every single folder can have a card number one, card number two, a card number three. So it wasn't dependent on like, you know, overriding each other kind of thing. So we go and, and put the 86, you know, carnation folder inside 1986 inside the image folder, you know? So it's like a tree of stuff yeah. and you put it all in, just link it there. Boom, boom, boom. It's just easy to do and open a new browser window, which I always hated. Uh, you know, I wanted to do something different, but that's kind of where we're at again now. I'm just doing a new browser window, but now within, uh, I'm using Flickr. So now right. using with Flickr, you can go into and go like in the 86 and then click next, you know, the next card, the previous card, you still go back and forth and you can comment on all of them. Yeah, it's so, work because when I do a post for sure, the two feature images, the one inside and the one out and the flip through or this new system that we use by far takes the most amount of time. That's the most amount of work is dealing sure. with the images. If I didn't have to deal with images, I could do a post to the price guide in seconds. But yeah. it's, it's everybody it's that big. contacts me that needs to see a card with that Tony don't have the links to yet i always direct them to your site so you probably gotta be getting a lot of traffic there because uh i mean if you want to see the picture go to your site if you want the checklist you go to tony's site and uh and, you know, and it's good now tony's going to start doing the flip throughs on wtc as well so that you don't have to think about if you happen to be on wtc you don't have to oh, go out, out of there to my site i have about uh i think i have about four or five i, I tested it out i have four or five checklists to get myself from how to link that to the chromium and i'm like yeah this is all all it needs to be Yep. You know? And so I just kind of, they you know, do, they, they do get there. looked at. And by the way, just, you know, uh, you, so that impels get men mentioned, the impels <laughs> is still number one. A year later, you know, it will be. watch, watch the uh, look at that video almost double to the next. One day uh, I have like an explanation for it, but yeah, I, I don't know. I understand that. It's just, it's a, it's a mystery in the hobbies like that. It's, it's, uh, that's a set that has so many mysteries in itself already. It's it's uh, it's looked at. It has a Sting hologram card that no one can accurately describe where the hell it came from. <laughs> uh, it's just um, I don't even want to get that debate. It's a whole different thing. I want to get in that debate. The set that keeps on giving you, like yeah, it's call. a set that keeps on giving exactly. Um, Should we bang away on another headline? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. We got Upper Deck. You know, uh, Upper Deck picking up the AEW license. Um, yeah, that was the second biggest headline in, in my mind of the year. Um, we'll I thought so. About that a lot too. We all suspected this. This wasn't something that came out. This wasn't like, well, we all suspected that that Tops was going to lose the license. And it was about, we knew that it was 
the, the front runner was Panini. We had our dark horse gases and stuff like that, whatever it may be, but we kind of all knew it was Panini. And it, people like Adam and myself, him obviously more than me, uh, we kind of knew these things well in advance that it was Panini and we couldn't say anything until it got announced. But we kind of all had it in our mind for a long time that upper deck was going to be getting this AEW based license those, those based on those stickers, based right? on that we image we saw that and that's how we sort of deduce that wait a minute those are those are upper deck stickers and we and we, 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 we is something that i am just so excited about i can't wait for it to come out as soon as soon as i heard just the rumbling of it a year ago in october when tony khan announced that they were actually going to do that i was just checking every day or every other day trying to find out the release date what it's going to look like what a checklist is going to be we're still so close to getting it out now, and I still don't know a checklist. I mean, they've, they've, they've got to have they've got to have one uh, somewhere. One. But um, but the stuff they're doing to market this stuff is unbelievable. I mean, they're advertising it on their TV shows on Wednesday night, which is un unheard of. You just you yeah. just don't. The only time I ever saw that done once before was in 2008 when TNA released their first set. They did a real quick skit on their on their uh, TNA show, Impact show, and. Um, the only, other time, I, the only other time I've seen that ever happen was uh, during the Fleer years. Uh, uh, WWE did advertise for their mail-in pay-per-view uh, cards. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was the only other time I ever remember seeing anything on TV for WWE stuff. But then they're doing the E-Packs now, and they re they release three cards with, like, promo cards with e on their E-Packs, which, which you'll have three on your way, Tony. I yep. got three for you. Um, and <laughs> they have the um, the card that they the sheet that they released at the uh, yeah, national sure. convention of the, the perforated nine, nine card sheet that thing is amazing i mean they're just they're, i'm really looking forward to this set I, I just haven't had this much excitement over a new release in a lot of years yeah, they, they, they definitely seem to get it i was disappointed that that punk and daniel bryan and, and cole got signed after the cards were done but that didn't seem to matter they figured a way to get those guys into the set and even in a, with the packs in a bigger way you know mm -hmm. so it, it seems to me that uh, that that's gonna that's that's gonna break barriers. People are gonna really really dig that set. Do, are you are you um, uh, for Chuck, people like Chuckster? Are you more excited because it's a new product, or are you also equally kind of like disappointed because you're not gonna be able to collect the same way you used to collect? Or are you over that already? No, I'm I'm over that. I am I'm excited. Number one, it's a new product. I'm excited that it's AEW because I am probably the biggest AEW fan out of all the wrestling <laughs> promotions right now. That's my number one promotion. Um, and maybe GCW is my second favorite. Um, Tops is so far, or I mean, WWE is so far down the list for me now that I, you know, if we get it, we get it. If we don't, I'm not excited about it. But but AEW has had so many new stars. They've, they've launched so many new careers this past year, year and a half. And a lot of these guys who a lot of people think are overnight sensations are actually like 10, 15 year overnight sensations because they were around early in the indie days that nobody knew of. And they're on a lot of these old indie sets that I have floating around here, which and, we're going to talk about here now, too, as well. Mm -hmm. So now they're they're now in the mainstream, and uh, there, there's just so much. It, it's not only the athleticism that they're putting on; they're putting on a show. They're you know they you they have they have storylines that you can follow. They have you know they 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 just make it interesting. Um, their product is superior at the moment end of story mm -hmm. exactly yeah you got it you got it i, I mean i just I'm, I'm bragging about it because i just i really enjoy it i think it's a, a great that's show. good that's good though because it shows passion for the product man mm -hmm. it does
so, I mean, we have nothing else really to discuss about when it comes to that. We have to wait and see what's coming out. You know, we, we kind of yeah, know what everything that needs to be said. Let's get it. Let's We know what's coming out with that stuff as far as uh, set breakdowns like that, as far as the actual checklist. It'll come when it comes. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm excited about it. I know that um, I, did, I recently did a, a TV spot for a thing called the Card Life uh, TV that I think I can share as of now. I can share that link now to the video. It should be out on YouTube channel, I think, sometime I saw that. You next said that. Month. That was very cool. Um, but uh, I wasn't allowed to share the whole entire thing because it's under contract with the TV station that uh, for the first 30 days, you know, you can't just share that stuff. But I think I can share it now. But um and I mentioned that too. It's like, it's a buzz that we've never seen before. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about that uh, just because it's something new, like you said, guys, something new and exciting and um, first time. And yeah, so I got a, I got a case of that product coming and uh, uh, splitting it with Zan and I, I'm kind of deciding what I'm going to hold on to, maybe do a, a box break or something. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to collect, collect it, but I'm going to collect, uh, you know, information on it. I'm going to try and chase down the master. going to be in the set. I, the I am going to try and chase. Sorry, Chuck. I, I was just going to say, I'm, I am going to try and chase down the master uh, if it's a possible thing to do without breaking the bank. You know, and I'll be able to report fairly easy by talking to a lot of the distributors and people I deal with, the case breakers and stuff. And I know a lot of people like you guys that are getting the product, uh, just how easy it's going to be. You know, and just again, we just saw Heritage came out and it's been difficult again. So I expect this is going to be harder, but maybe not. Maybe there's going to be so much of it out there that it may be possible. But I, well, we I intend to get as maybe, much as. Maybe we have one in here for you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, the, well, the AEW product's been selling out on every on every pre-sale yeah. that, that shows up. So, so there's going to be a lot of this out there. I mean, there's they're, they're selling cases at a time, and there's what 16, 16 boxes in a case. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of this floating around out there. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be hard to find. They might be a little little high end to, to afford, but I don't yeah. think they're going to be hard to find. It all depends on the collations and the seating of the inserts, right? Like, for example, these heritage variants that uh, that I'm keen on now, they're one in every 275 packs. So to put together the set of nine is going to be arduous, but it all depends on how their inserts are set. You know, again, I'm not going after parallels or anything like that, but can I get the 10 or 15 or 20 of the inserts that, you know, that that's what remains to be seen. How easy is it going to be able to put together the chase cards? And uh, same with Panini. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to uh, to just puddle along as I always been. I expect to be paying more for the product, but I'm still hoping that I can. Because uh, for me, it's getting it for the wall, but also for the flip through, and just you know, it, it's 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 just a, a habit that I've had for 30 years or whatever it's been. Yeah, it's just not gonna. The habit's not gonna change, man. It's just gonna be. The habit's not to gonna change, but uh, yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, finding yourself a new pusher. Um. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's uh, like going from yeah. Let's uh let's let's just move around a little bit like that. And, and since we're talking about pricing and things are gonna cost lots like that, let's just kind of move down the list here. Uh on your list at number seven here. We've got that uh, Vince McMahon superfractor. Yeah. Uh so we're kind of gonna tie that into the panini stuff like that. We 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 saw record highs on on some of this stuff. Uh it's a little bit, I think, to me personally, a little bit because of the hey, it's the last one of X, you know, this kind of thing from from tops. Uh but could it be something that we might see in the future with Panini? I think so. Uh, as far as some Maybe. of these higher end um, parallels, I mean uh, that 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 Vince McMahon card went for, for just shy of ten grand. Yeah, yeah. That well, Vince hasn't signed a lot, right? You know, like there's only been Vince has only signed its transcendent product, right? Or maybe one other one, but you know, so that's a rare signature to get. 
Like I don't have events, you know. It's, well, if you don't have uh, a bench, just grab yourself a Velveteen Dream card and cut the autograph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, I have. I only have one thing. It's in my drawer here, magical drawer here of a of a raw deal card that I when I met Vince, I had him sign a card for me. So it's it's wow, very that's pretty good. Yeah, nice. it's very. His signature is pretty similar to that what you saw. So it's it's I I can attest it's legit. <laughs> Uh, no comment. I saw yeah, an that. earlier card one time that somebody had 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 signed at one of the shows. It was years ago, and it was one of the old comic images cards. And it was an actual. You could almost make out the whole Vince and the whole McMahon. Yeah. So he must have later on just started shortening his autograph to that little V that he makes. Yeah. I had so, uh, these. Um, they, they're what I, my definition of bootleg. Uh, made a bootleg like uh, a signing appearance in the in the game of raw deal they had prize cards they gave away some were called backstage autograph session uh, uh, some were called backstage signatures and some were called ww signing appearances and comic images used to say okay well there's 100 of these there's 250 of these there's only 10 of these like the triple h randy orton ones so we kind of took that idea in the virtual world and made things called backstage autograph session cards and because i work with a lot of talent they would rely on me to get certain things signed and give them away as prizes for like Gen Con uh, gaming conventions, stuff like that. And people's local you know, who are still playing in tournaments as prizes. And so I was going over the years, getting people to sign stuff. And I remember being in Vegas one year and uh, I had been waiting like 15 years. They were trying to meet Vince. He was on my top list of people to meet. And here I am. I've run into him five times that weekend. Wow. <laughs> and uh, Porto was with me and uh, I got him to sign just, I just felt bad. I wanted to get a multiple ones. So he signed just one of those signing appearance type cards for me. It's like that. And I was like, and I still have it. So um, awesome. it's just uh, something to keep around and kind of go, ah, someone uh, to, to pry out of my hands will cost some money, even though it's not even a real card. <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody's, everybody's collecting the, the McMahon cards and they're, they're going heavy after Vince. And I know Shane might have a couple autographs out there. Stephanie's got a few. The one person in the McMahon family that nobody's ever talked about has been uh, Linda. And I think we need a Linda McMahon official autograph card. I, I, I've never seen one. I have a Linda McMahon autograph, but the way, way I got it was when I ordered the, uh, the very first Mick Foley book, that Tale of Blood and Sweat Socks, I think it was, I ordered it off the WWE shop zone and they had a certificate of authenticity in the book because he had signed it. And they, they gave me a COA to the, confirm that it was his autograph. And the COA was signed by Linda McMahon. Yeah, you posted so, that a few weeks ago. That's very cool. That's a yeah, nice quote. So that's, that's the only autograph I've ever seen of hers. And I mean, she's she's a, she's a pretty sharp cookie. I think we need to get her in there. She's she's had her share of TV time in the, in the I don't, I don't I don't have any cards by her. I haven't. Porto and I met her once uh, backstage in Anaheim at a uh, what they call that like a super show they had where it was a draft they were drafting people and so they were they recorded smackdown and raw was the same night and anybody and everybody who was there like stone cold was there and bischoff was there and undertaker the rock they were all there um and we got backstage somehow uh, that's a whole story in itself and uh we see this white limo pull up and it was linda and wow. she came right out and the door opened right in front of us and she signed. We took pictures with her. So we have a picture with her and she signed, I think, an eight by 10 for us, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, then they turn around and slap those JBL little horns on the front and stuff like that to make it uh, to, to turn her limo into like JBL's car. And um, yeah, you're right. We need to have a, a Linda McMahon. I, I have the Stephanie from the Diva of Private Signings. That's a great. Five. I love that card. 
I don't like the picture. It. I like I like it because it's on card. <laughs> yeah, I have that card, but uh, I don't have a Vince. There isn't a Linda. There was a Shane, or there's been a couple of Shanes yeah. in the Transcendent, but because I haven't bought any Transcendent, I don't have that. That is on my wish list. Is 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 a Vince, and uh, I saw one on eBay for fifteen hundred last night, and I made the guy an offer, and he didn't respond. But um, one day, one day, I, I, monitoring I, I, our comments here, and I have a gentleman on here, but it's going by the name of Pest P E S T. He said, Linda has a handful of autos out there, but I don't think they're probably official because I don't recall. I'm not aware of them, but does he know what set they're from? No, I'll have to ask you. I'm not aware of any Linda McMahon autograph cards. I'm aware Offici of official. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of a Linda McMahon uh, unofficial custom card that just recently came out. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're beautiful. Yeah. Those are beautiful oh, that's cards. A, great one. a lot of people asking about those. I know that's uh, a bit of a sore spot, but you know, it's... Uh, they're out there and people dig them. There's no doubt about it. Of course. They are. That's, a, that's a beautiful set. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I've added, by the way, I mentioned to you guys the uh, the new category just for the unofficial stuff so that people could go and see very clearly what we're determining to be, um, you know. I might stuff. actually do that. I, I might actually follow suit with that. I know we've talked about this before in the past. I've been yeah. debating about, you know, I, I didn't want to do any categories like before, like the old WT site with Japanese and stickers and CCG. And so I was just... Uh, I don't know, uh, but I, I think I'm going to go that route too. I'm probably going to go and, and mimic that and have an unofficial section. And I want to keep them in their yeah. years, but then I'm going to have them you know, right. over in that other section as well. Yeah, that's the way I do it. Every, everything goes into their year, but I just want them to be marked. So it's, it's, it's very clear. Now, an interesting discussion becomes the art cards. I decided that Kevin Gust and 75 Kings, because their art um, are different than the ones where people are actually using images that they sure. don't have. Sure, I, I, I looked at your list and uh, I was like, hmm, I wonder yeah, if that's Kevin what I'm Nash, getting at. If there's anything Kevin on Nash that is going to be there. <laughs> Sorry? I wonder if, if that Kevin Nash car was going to be there. <laughs> no, because you have rights to it. Yes. Got, we know that you got the rights to the artwork and everything. Every, like even uh, Corey's hand-signed cards. They're hand-signed by the guys themselves. The mirror sure. autographs, these were made um, for the guys to sign. So when a performer is signing a card of himself, it's not a bootleg, you know what I mean? Um, but the whole idea is if ever- I don't agree with that. If a guy mm. is car signing a card for himself, it, just, it immediately is not a bootleg anymore. Not true. Okay. I think it's a bootleg card using somebody else's images. If it's using a, a WWE owned image, yes, and then I correct. turn around and have somebody sign yeah. it, it's not yeah, a licensed no, product. More, no, I'm talking more like the leaf cards where someone draws yeah, correct. an image. Correct. Yes, correct. no, you're right, you're right. Yeah. If, if, what really, what really crosses line copyright wise is if you use someone else's image, and that's something I'm learning about now. Because I'm going to. And trust me, I like all those Corey. Uh, I, I've been talking with him about like maybe acquiring a couple of them for myself because I got I got to be very careful with my personal collection because I'm a player collector, as people know, and I don't want to deviate from that. I see the right. cool things that you guys get. You know, you guys are putting, you know, sending me information like, oh, these are cool cards, and I love to get that. I but nope, can't do it, Tony. Can't buy it. Don't want to go down that hole. Yeah, hole. I don't. It's, it's, a, it's a rabbit hole. And so, like, I'm talking to Corey about doing his stuff, and he's got a beautiful card. I love those cards, uh, but they're unofficial cards because he is using images that he doesn't own the rights to correct and i mentioned to you guys i'm going to be working with the guys up here in indy federation to maybe get a set out for them and yeah. what i'm learning early is that the guy that takes the picture is the guy that decides whether to use the image or not sure there's a company up here called chasing the indies and they're photographers and they actually retain the rights so it's sort of a handshake deal with them and the performers and everything else to make it happen so that no, no toes are stepped on yeah but 
what I was getting at is the reason why I did that is so that we could have these discussions. When something comes out like, like a Konami, that's unofficial. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joypad stuff we know is unofficial. Yeah. Um, these last few I posted are unofficial. But we can have that discussion. Like, Chuck, what do you think about the Springfield? I put them as unofficial because I doubt they had the rights from The Simpsons. Certainly the yeah, Hasbro yeah. figures cards, they're unofficial. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. But we'll have these discussions so that it's very clear to the hobby that, look, we're all in agreement about where these sort of stand in the spectrum. Yeah, and, and and it's important to do that because what I don't want to be is uh, someone that comes to like, hey, like I, I get I get messages from people saying, hey, can is there what can I do? Uh, what do I need from you and your websites like that to send in the PSA so I can make sure this gets authenticated and graded? Um, uh, and right, I'm like, I, I, I go, that's that's not for me to say. All I do is I put the information there. I give as much information about it as possible, and it's up to PSA or Beckett or SGC whoever to go and say, hey, we're going to go ahead and slab this. It's Once their it's decision. We just report that it's out there. Correct. We don't, make a, we don't make a value judgment on it. I've spoken about this before. I've used the analogy of a crime reporter. Yep. Know, he doesn't doesn't do the crime, doesn't condone the crime, but it's very important that he reports the statistics because that's something that's of value. Exactly. Right. I, we, we've had conversations before of like, you know, why entertain or give these people any any shine uh, who are putting out this unlicensed stuff like that? You know, because it exists. I exactly. have to put it out there because it exists. Yeah, yeah. It, I own it, you know? Yeah. And for me, it's like, okay, can I get my hands on it? Remember we had that conversation? Well, yeah. if I get these cards, what do you want me to do? You know, and they came and they're great and here they are. Yeah. And so it's just uh, now it's, you know, kind of our job to have these conversations and decide it's unofficial, obviously, or it's, un- you know, it's unofficial stuff and put it, you know, where it belongs mm-hmm. and, let, and let the grading companies decide that. Yeah. And that was one of the things on the list, the unofficial cards and also the independent cards, just the proliferation of, of new product. Um, that you know we haven't seen in previous years. I mean, there's been indie sets over the years, but this year there was so many. Should I remember on Boxing Day or Black Friday, whatever it is, you guys mm-hmm. like how many things were released? And by the end of the day, I was asking Chuck, "Do we have these? Do we not have these? Do I owe you for these? Do I not?" Have these? <laughs> like I'm not sure where I am. I'll send Chuck something, and Chuck will say, "Yeah, I've got these in hand already." Or no, I and I was trying to order two of everything so I could get one for you and one for me because I knew they wouldn't ship uh, ship up your way. Um, one of our guys is asking about when we were talking here about the Indies, he said, so are you saying that the wrestling all-stars cards are bootleg? Absolutely not. They were actually officially uh, put out by whatever company it was at the time. You can check the checklist site, check Paul's site, gives you the company name and uh, only through a uh, mail order. Well, wrestling like enter- that. Enterprises. They were the guys Correct. behind the magazine and yep. they, 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 they had the rights from the wrestlers to put out the cards. And, you know, so even though it wasn't a wide release set, it wasn't a tops or a FLIR, uh, a scale set. No. It, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of things of, of that level of mail-in orders or uh, you know um, food-issued kind of things that were all in conjunction, obviously right. through whatever company they were going through. So, but they were they all went through a company. You know, the definition here of a bootleg stuff really in today's day and age is really simple. If I grabbed an image off of a, a still from a DVD, if I grabbed an image off of Google Images, uh, anything that's actually owned by either WWE, AEW, whatever it may be, photographer, uh, whoever. Uh, the photographer, whoever, it's it's and, and you don't have a licensing right for it. It's a bootleg set. It's unofficial. It doesn't uh, it, it's. You know, I'm not knocking the fact that it's what it is. It's just it is what it is. And no, if you want to collect it, great. Collect it. What it is. Yeah, Correct. We're, we're not we're, we're not we're not oblivious or blind to the fact that that someone's crossing a line. You know, be happy mm-hmm. to go out and get that full, you know, the McMahon family autograph cards. I think they're beautiful looking. I mean, uh, you know, if I was collecting stuff, I'd want them for myself, too. But, you know, we have to be clear that it's unofficial. Yeah. And these now, guys I had a them back in 2014 and it's from Germany. Uh, yeah, it's from Russia. 
it's one of those Russian sets that I bought off of uh, Husker Habs. Yep. And, uh, and it's a beautiful set. And I got to looking at those pictures that was on it at the time when I was starting to get them. And I thought, man, these pictures look awfully familiar. And at the time I went to the WWE website and they used to have, I don't think it's still there, but they used to have a drop down menu where you could click on a button and it would bring up their entire roster, mm -hmm. be, it, be it legends, current stars. Pictures. It was the exact same picture that was used on the WWE website stuck on these cards from, from yeah, those Russia. Russian ones Chuck are like the Indian ones and the reason why mm -hmm. I don't include the Russians and in the, the, the Indians and a lot of the Mexican is because they're all bootleg or they're all mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they've, they've cheated on all those images um, mm -hmm. and I spoke about that in the in a couple of podcasts where we talked about the Indian cards about the sort of status of the distribution and, and how they are so I'm not including those as unofficial just take it on faith that anything Russian uh, anything Indian because oftentimes things that are from you know international to the outside of our North America distribution it's going to be unofficial they don't have it's, the rights it's either going to be unofficial or the question becomes and I think you brought this point up once before Paul where it's uh, they're, they're international stuff and their laws work a lot different than our laws so yeah. Uh, we, we don't know it. if it's you know do they have distribution rights like hey you know go ahead and make whatever you want we don't care don't you know kind of thing well or, distribution becomes different than manufacturing you correct so you're dealing with you're dealing with legitimate distributors with legitimate and illegitimate products some contraband some not and that's what ends up happening is that hey we have a need to fill here in this upper province for this wwe product so let's make calendars let's make cards let's make mugs and no one's doing any business with a WWE to sign a contract, but that's on mass over there. So that that's a bit of a different world, Chuck, the, the Russians and, uh, and, and, and the Indian cards, they're unofficial, but I'm not marking them as such. Uh, it's the ones that are made in guys' basements here, you know, and then put out as, as trying to be legitimate. And we do, we do have a lot of people in the hobby that make these things and they're very clear about they're making cards. And yep. that's a lot different than the guy that's going to put something on eBay as a flare autograph. That's not, you know, and Correct. that's a whole different, and we do have a problem with that you know what we don't want is we don't want people making custom cards putting them up on ebay and trying to pawn them off um to unsuspecting buyers and having people pay more than they should you know our job is to say hey you know you made a nice set we 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 we, we like what you've done here and, and and this is what it is i'll put a number to it but a lot of times these these uh, custom sets don't have a lot of secondary value for that very reason yeah right so, you know, I might have to pay a lot more for these recent custom sets than what they're really worth, but I want them just to have them for the purposes, right? But uh, I mean, at the same token, you go right to the person who sold and said, you know what? I just want the images. I'll go print them myself. You could do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. I mean, you really exactly. could do that. I mean, I can just grab all these images and I can just Photoshop the hell out of them if I want to. I can even take all your McMahon ones right now. If I want to and put autographs on them if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a company called Print Print My Trading Cards or yeah. something. Yeah, and and they're they're meant to be like a Vista Print, if you will. Um, so it's dead easy. You know, yeah. you upload your image, and you would think that a company like that that's doing business around the world would be more particular about copyright images. Well, they would because they're used in, in the. When I got I, I got a C and D a couple of years ago, not even a couple yeah a couple of years ago, I got a C and D from for doing the raw deal stuff. I was yeah. trying to be clever and and offering the option as a service. I'll print yeah. these cards out for use like that. You're free to print them out yourself for no charge as the way they were intended to be. But I'll right. go ahead and print them out as a service. That offended some people. Uh, people didn't because like the fact that money, I was, you're making that money I, on that image that you don't own. Correct. Well, that's I offended some of the players out there who you know showed me there was a, a website called makeplaincards.com. And I was using them originally to go and, and print these cards out. And they didn't seem to really care about copyrighted stuff like that until someone pointed out like, you know, hey, 
So we got told by make playing cards, you're not allowed to make these anymore. So we had already a backup plan to a backup plan to a backup plan. Funny right. thing is that make playing cards outsources their printing to the same companies that the other places do. So like that's, right. we're still getting yeah, the same so play. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have any issues. Uh, you know, Nick's the one that turned me on to the printing company that he uses for the trading cards. And it was a great service. And he was very helpful in uh, helping me get uh, my Kevin Nash you know, uh, card printed out. And once I got the hang of it, I was like, okay, great. So now I have a service I can go to. And they didn't even give me any real issues about any copyrighted stuff at all, even though I have all the rights to do what I was doing. It's like that. Um, so, I mean, it's you just it's easy to the, do. You remember when I made those t-shirts where I had the few images? Yeah, we had, we had problems. There. Yeah, they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't print them. They, yeah. they wouldn't print them on mass because they knew full well that I didn't have the rights to that Hulk Hogan. I tried to explain those for a trading card that came out 40 years ago that doesn't exist anymore, you know, so you wouldn't be able to track down the rights holder. And they're like, no, 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 you can't take an image that's pre-existing of a celebrity and print it on a t-shirt, plain and simple, you know, and that's what's happening with these custom cards. And some of these guys have gotten C&Ds before and continue to make them, but that's their business, you know, once they're, once they're out there, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to grab them. If well, I, I like, I like what Adrian's done now too. So he still, you know, uh, obviously that we've, we've had conversations with him in the past on a couple episodes or, and um, he, you know, he's one of got a CND for, for mm -hmm. some stuff, um, but he continues to make uh, great graphics like that. And he's not charging anybody for that stuff. He just puts it out there. And as a matter of fact, some of the talent goes, I want this. And yeah. some of the talent reach out to him and, and they've turned them uh, into trading cards for themselves because yeah, it's, yeah. The, it's their image. And they're like, I don't care. I mean, it's my image. I'm going to print my own stuff like that. And now, now the talent has turned around. And even though that image might belong to someone else, it's still of them. But the image still belongs to somebody else of them. It's the same way you got your NAS image. Exactly. You found that image that you really liked and you went to Buddy that painted it and you struck a deal and you went yep. to Kevin. He really liked the image and now you have all the pieces yep. in place. What it's I got all the pieces in place. Exactly. But so exactly. it's, uh, you know, there's ways to get around that kind of stuff, obviously. But when you start making full card sets and then you turn around and you're selling them for profit, uh, that's where you're kind of you're just hoping to fly under the radar. Yeah. And, and eventually if you keep doing it because like you're addicted to like making that stuff and you have a fun time doing it. Uh, and, and of course, maybe you're like, Hey, I'm making some money too. This is great. Uh, eventually you're going to just open yourself up to, to, you're going to get a C and D eventually. And I think these guys just I hope that's like, like, Hey, just stop doing that. Okay. Please stop doing that. Uh, but you know, if you get the right wrong persons like that, they're going to like, you know what, I, I'm not going to give you a slap on the wrist. We're coming after you. I don't know what your profits were, all your back orders. Uh, what do you have an in inventory left? And we're suing you for that. <laughs> And the reason why we're talking about this so much is because this is going, there's going to be more of this. Not there's going to be much more of it. As we go forward in, in 2022 with technology and with being what it is and the number that we saw this year, I guarantee you there's going to be twice to three times as many next year and so on and so forth. It's going to be a lot. And it's over, and there's going to be that point where we have to worry about not only because of the technology and having counterfeits, I'm more worried about the counterfeiting aspect of it because we're seeing more of it, especially the all-stars. You're seeing the Hogan and the Andre and the Flair getting kind of reprinted. Um, and so we have that. We're going to start seeing other cards, I think, across the board getting done as well. These independent card sets are prime and ripe for being duplicated because there's not a whole lot of tricks to them. They're, they're very, uh, I shouldn't say simple, uh, but they're going to be easier to make as far as card stock goes because these card companies, people making these cards are kind of in the same realm as people making bootleg kind of cards in that printing process. It's yeah. different getting something from Tops or from Upper Deck or Panini because they use a special kind of cardboard. Use a special, it's kind of easier to tell us legit versus, you know, not. Um, and so we start going forward in the independent ones. And I love that the independent guys out there, I got an interview coming out with a MAW guy, uh, promoter, uh, talking about why he put out his first little seven card set. He'll be doing more of them. 
the process because he was new to all the trading card stuff, everything. Uh, but we're going to see more people putting out more independence. And with more independence, I'm waiting for the day where I start seeing some bootleg, you know, possibly counterfeit MJFs and, uh, you know, Darby Allens and Britt Bakers because those card qualities weren't the best card quality to begin with. So it shouldn't be too hard to duplicate, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we got to figure out how we're going to keep track of that. I mean, we've already got like, you know, in here, I've got this box I'm taking today to go get Hammerstone signed. You know, supposedly there was only 200 of these signed. I've got 199 of the 200 in this box. Chuckster's got one. Somebody yeah. else out there's got a couple yeah. more. I mean, so there's more than 200 that the print run says. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's difficult to keep track. And, and as people gathering information and keeping track of this information, we can only go by what the production, what we're told from both the printer and or the promoter and or the, you know, whoever distributed these things, I, I can't, you know, how am I to question what, you know, what they put out? So everything is. When you get on these independent cards too, a lot of them, uh, you can pretty well, I mean, again, you got to take it at face value as to how many was really put out. But a lot of these independent sets only going to put out 150 sets to 300 sets. And that's a really low print run in the grand sure. scheme of things. And those things are really shooting up in value. Now, if you get them when they first come out, you're, you're in good shape. But if you let them be out on the market for a month, you're going to pay, you're going to use your, lose your back teeth paying for these things, <laughs> especially the, the GCW stuff. I mean, that's, that stuff is beautiful. The, I love it. The, the bowlers and, as well. Uh, yeah, oh, and the bowlers, yeah, the bowlers are unbelievable. Well, the uh, bowlers, you can't get a set of them for what, two, three hundred dollars per set these days. Zan and I just did a we just did a World's Collide podcast, and I'm not going to give it all away yet. But um, uh, we talked about indie cards, and I don't know when that that episode's going to drop. But we talked about, and we did the top five as of mm -hmm. the time of the recordings, like that. And uh, you know, the highest card was like four hundred and fifteen dollars for uh, a set. Was a set, mm -hmm. so we kept the independent stuff. We determined not only individual cards, but the set was included for the highest price. And uh, of that, I think three of the five were sets and the other two were actual individual cards, I think, or vice versa kind of thing. So it was just, uh, it's incredible to see what the prices are going up on some of these independent ones. And, and again, this is part of people speculating, who's gonna be the next big star? Um, get in on, on the ground floor, you know, and all these little small independent ones. And it's uh, its just the, the explosion is, is huge. Let's just put it that way. I mean, and, without and I you love guys. That, those early cards I have of MJF and Darby Allen and all them and some of those early indie sets, and the ones I thought I had was kind of a first card. I'm now finding I was wrong that there's those limitless, limitless sets cards yeah. out of those guys yeah. that I had completely overlooked. You know, but but the G or the uh, Jim Lynham sets, they have beautiful first first cards of that or what I thought at the time was first cards of those. You know, of all the, you of all the indie uh, checklists that I, you know, once I put a checklist together and I have an, uh, a sample image to, to, to show, because I, I don't like to promote without a sample image. I hate that no image available crap. Um, I, um, I, when I, I put all the independent ones, nothing got more of a response uh, than those limitless ones. Those are the ones right. everybody kind of went like, thank God. Oh, finally, you know, that, that kind of stuff was like, that got the biggest. It's been hard to put that checklist together because it's not been clear as to what they were. And I, th I think uh, Matt Dallalakis is, is going to give you the information, Chuck, so that we can get that all straight. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. yeah we've got it. We pretty well got we, it. We got, we got that one. I got mine from, I think, I think uh, Caleb sent me the information on that one because he put together a spreadsheet of them. I have a spreadsheet of all three sets put together. Um, and that's what he sent and me. It's complete. It's got everything up to it. got everything in it. Everything yeah, in it. I, I know that the price guide is not complete. So I'll have to go back and see what you guys have uncovered. So those, those are all. I, uh, I did my limit list like a year ago. And so many of them have been found since. Yeah. 
So as far as, as, far as I know, it's complete as complete can, can be. So uh, let's carry on with our list of news, uh, big news on the year. One of the biggest news stories I put, um, which was my um, number five of the year, was that new WCW autos are uncovered. And the overall popularity of, of those autograph uh, sets have, has increased. We did videos on that. We've had many chats as, as we were finding Enos and as we were It seemed like Enos. every month that we did an update yeah. as far as uh, we had another discussion about another card yeah. uh, that found from that rele those releases or you yeah. know continuing with new highs and record sales or a story about something that always involved the WCW autograph cards. Yeah, they were the set. And shout out to obviously Westmore for finally completing. You know, the, all the whole hobby was was you know I think the whole world was looking for a Van Hammer. And, and, for and Jamie's uh, been and, pretty. Uh, uh, Jamie Wallace is now the undisputed king of the WC autographs because he's <laughs> at 107 to my 106. And I, knew, <laughs> I, I I knew when we first met Tony and I told you that my biggest regret in wrestling cards was not buying the uh, the Sandman the Hardcore Hack. Well, that's the one difference, you know, that's, that's the number 107 uh, that Jamie having gotten the Rey Mysterio. And I knew he would, as soon as, as soon as Jamie got hold of that, uh, that Sandman, I said, oh, it's only a matter of time before he finds a Ray. But long before I'm going to get an Enos or I'm going to get a, a hardcore, he's going to find a Mysterio. So uh, congratulations to Jamie on that. Uh, fantastic accomplishment that he was able to put that together. I, I love, and I love watching his journey. He'd been posting on social media and watching his yeah. journey as, uh, as he's acquiring things and yeah. finding him from a, yeah. a, a collector standpoint and the mindset that he took and like, listen, I got to part with some things that I love to kind of fuel this new hobby that I'm doing. It's like that. So yeah. sometimes the figures are being sold. He got dupes of certain things. Sometimes it might've not even been, it wasn't even wrestling related stuff that he was probably selling to try to fuel and basically level up to that, uh, to the cars that he needed to finish that collection. And just a fun, fun journey to watch him uh, to go Both on. those guys. I mean, even, even, even Wes, I mean, these guys were collecting them basically hot and heavy for the last year, year and yep. a half. Remember that it took me like 18 years. Right? <laughs> uh, you know, seriously. That, that's, that's why, like, I, 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 I I appreciate what you know the, the the chase of it and the money these guys spent. It couldn't have been inexpensive to put this all, all together. You that's know, a set that I never did get together with the autographs on those. I have one, a total of one, and I had bought two boxes of them when they first come out. And I opened two boxes. I got one autograph out of it. That's the only way I got it. It's it's really not a high end autograph, but. I mean, well, I can say I, I mean, have uh, one. It could be anybody, <laughs> man. We have Lash Larue would go for at least a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. So, so that was an interesting time when we when we found out about the Booker T and we were talking about the British Bulldog and then obviously uh, Charles Robinson made available the uh, Steve McMichael that Jamie and I were able to get hold of, and um, I, I enjoyed talking to the gentleman who actually had uh, make the Mike Enos a, a card available. So like that it was a, a fun little chat with him for an episode. Yeah, on well, I came in second. I recall on that on on that on that uh, auction, and it was uh, so it just um, you know going forward. Uh, you think we're going to find more? No. You don't think we're going to find any more cards? No. No, I, I think I think we've uncovered the universe. The question is, is will Jamie or we, Wes and I actually we, get? We we thought this we thought this 10, 15 years ago too. Yeah, we thought this twelve months ago, right? Yeah. And then all this all this stuff came out. But I would think now we've we've made such a big splash and noise about them that anybody anywhere that knows anything about these cards is, is will have uncovered but something. that's what i think where we might find like one or two more quick enough like when when he realized that hey this isn't represented you know, you know I th and i think that's why we might even find one or two more down the road because not everybody follows our circle you know yeah, obviously and someone's got something to say in their in their binder somewhere going i thought everybody had this i didn't know i was the only one who had it 
Hey, that's how I got my Panini set. Seriously. That's exactly how, uh, what's his name found out about the Enos cards like that. He didn't know. I was like, I just thought everybody had this card. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, it's, it's that autograph set that just, like we said, keeps on giving, man. Yeah. So my number eight thing, and this is another shout out to you and Zan, was the first ever wrestling virtual con is held online. Great success for many collectors. And I'll tell you why that was significant. Zan was talking about this for quite some time about wanting to do something. And then you guys put it together and you put it together in such a way that was entertaining and the card foundation guys on there and you made it an event and we're already talking that when are you guys going to do the next one? And these little things that start small are what turn into WrestleMania is 10 years down the line. So I want to once again, congratulate you guys for getting that off the ground. Thanks. And it was, um, it was significant. I think to the hobby that this was the first time that we actually had a weekend where we could all, I, I, I didn't buy anything. I don't know, Chuck. I think you might have Chuck. You got a few pieces. I, from that. I, I was so glad to have that because I actually big thing. a set that I, oh, I got the, I got the huge uh, impact. That's right. Yeah. Now you got the, you got the Kevin Nash. I got the Kevin Nash, um, Kevin Nash the, big one. the large one. Yes. Yeah. And I completed my gold set of series one. Um, the, the gold insert set that comes with it. I completed that. So I was really tickled with everything I got on there. That, that was just, I couldn't believe that. I actually found something I needed on there. That was amazing. Yeah, I was yeah if, if, if we could put something up, uh, we could put some kind of an event like that where we find where uh, uh, maybe even a Paul or a Chuckster doesn't have well, something. I, I didn't have that Nash either. I, I wasn't aware of the larger ones. That was the first time I, I was seeing them as well. So I was glad. I, I will um, be happy to take care of you on that, sir, because I, I have a few of them coming. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I have a few of them coming. I made a trade deal for, for something for them. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun thing to do. Uh, when Zan first approached me on that, we had actually talked about it privately a, a couple of times, and then we uh, weren't sure how we were going to do it. Um, uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know, I was nervous about it. I had done something similar for a thing called Top Rope Virtual Con with a partner of mine out of, out of Florida. We did these uh, virtual meet and greets because, you know, as everybody knows, my, my main bread and butter has always been the booking business, working with talent for conventions. And with, you know, with the pandemic, that kind of shut me down for the last almost two years now. So I've been kind of hurt there. And we were decided that, hey, let's try this virtual stuff, the virtual cons and try to do that. And we did them not to any level of success at all. Uh, but as a side note, um, I do have, I'm, I am producing and uh, I'm now in the promoting business for the first time, September 17th of 2022, we'll be doing top rope wrestling con. There'll be a live show in Tampa, Florida. We've already got a website built up. We've got some talent I've already agreed to commit. So I am, so we'll actually have uh, some live events and I propose the idea to my partner on it saying, I want to do trading cards of that event specifically for that event with the talent that we have at that event and make them exclusive to that show. Nice. So we have, a, we have a lot of things we're, uh, moving forward. That's kind of like a, an announcement to kind of make right there. But, um, you know, you know still waiting on waiting on a phone call. That could be something very significant. Yes, you know? exactly. That as well, too. Um, so putting together this virtual con thing made me nervous about doing it. And, uh, you know, Zan was like, uh, hey, you know, I think we can do this. We can pull it off like that. And, and I had to host it on my end because of the, the service that I have for the Zoom sessions. Uh, it's a paid service that I pay on my end. Um, is having to park people in rooms, special private rooms like that, and getting them on during their 15 minute time frame, and having someone go and kind of monitor. You know, doing very work. well. And yeah, it, and it, it just was um, really seamless, and it was nice just seeing like Kayla would come on and do a few cards, and then Joy. It was great. It was well sequenced. At the end of the first uh, first night, you know, obviously we stopped recording. We talked like, "Hey, we we did this." You know, it, it actually went through. We I can't believe we made it happen it's like that, and then. Uh, um, so yeah, people talked about it and they wanted to do it. It's one of the highest rated you know, views that we have of mm -hmm. our, uh, and so uh, will we do another one? Probably when don't know. 
don't want to make a habit of it. No, that's the kind of thing that would work very well once or twice a year, I think. And I think, I, I think uh, you're we, right. Yeah, I think we collectors appreciated it. So it was significant on the year for me when I was sort of thinking, okay, what else happened this year that that happened? And that sort of ties into the next thing I put is the rise of wrestling card content on Twitter, YouTube podcasts, uh, the Card Foundation guys, Scott started this year. You and yep. Zan started the Worlds Collide podcast. Uh, you did the After Dark with some of the uh, funnier stuff, you know. Um, and this this was all, I remember talking to you at the beginning of the year saying, Tony, are we overdoing it? Are we putting out too much content? Are we going to overload people and sort of shoot ourselves in the foot? And you said, no, I don't think so, Paul. I think it's good that we put as much out there to try and sort of troll as many new collectors as possible. And that seems to be working. Card Foundation guys are bringing new guys into the hobby. Um, and there is a little bit of overlap in what we chat about, but still, it's all good because we're all friendly with each other. You guys have... Uh, well, we've had this conversation before you know privately i know zan and i and so i was like there's and others too it's like there's no competition here you know we're all putting out content we all have our unique perspective on the hobby and how we do things and uh a little bit of a twist kind of thing you know but starting out in the beginning it was you know i discovered zan he was the only guy i saw that was putting out any content with wrestling cards and then i started doing the one because i just as i've mentioned many times before just to you know do something during the pandemic and yeah. get over some fears and stuff like that almost an accident yeah. yeah and see if there's any interest in doing it and all of a sudden after that first episode I was like are you bringing wtc back is it happening are you bringing it and it's like okay well now as david porto said you know we lit a fire in our ass now we have to kind of do something about it yeah and uh you know well, i remember after those videos i'm like hey tony let's go and yeah I'm let's like, do it let's yeah, go and you're like you want to come on i'm like sure and then you had peck on and it started i'm like yeah this this is going to mushroom and it was being done as the pandemic was going on and prices were going up and that's another thing i mentioned is one of the big stories of the year and in fact it was probably my number three story is that after the huge rise of wrestling cards during the pandemic prices settled but at a much higher level than before covid and it's yeah. important for collectors to realize that the wrestling card hobby uh, price-wise and we do this monthly when we look at our index and stuff like that um is at a much higher footing than it was uh, you know, two years ago. Yeah. A year ago, we might have seen some real crazy numbers just because people with big bucks stuck inside. But where we land is is a pretty good space. You know, like it certainly costs more uh, to be in the hobby today, which speaks yeah. to the popularity of it and the amount of people of it. So, yeah, I, I I'm going to circle back to your social media stuff right now. By the way, um, sure. we 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 seem to have a lot more a bigger explosion of of on social media. So. Twitter seems to be the place to go to when it comes to wrestling cards, pretty much. Um, we have a Discord channel now that's de uh, dedicated to just wrestling cards, which blew my mind at the time that we didn't have a dedicated channel. I mean, there were sub channels within sports channels that sometimes talked about wrestling cards, but there wasn't a dedicated channel to talk only wrestling cards. So that was a no-brainer to create that. And it became the new message boards because let's be yeah, honest, the old WTC message board of your old forums, right? was just, uh, <laughs> it was dead in the water. I mean, outside of Chucks are checking once in a while, probably. And I think uh, what Kenny Oz, have him check yeah, every Chuck, once in a while. Chuck, Chuck ran the forum basically for you for about yeah. five years. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. He pretty much ran it. I mean, he was the only and, one and putting Nick, any up there. And, and, you, uh, know, I, you know, uh, Tony made a point the other day. I've been the only guest so far on all three, uh, like the little trifecta of shows of Tony's show, Zan's show, and the one that they do together, The Worlds Collide. Uh, I've made appearances <laughs> on all three of them. I haven't been on the Worlds Collide yet, so I'll have to uh, I'll have to take a number for that. Well, well, we'll get you on our roundtable sessions like that, absolutely, because I kind of stopped doing those for this channel and put them on the other one. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, 
having the card foundation guys on the virtual con thing was a nice surprise to have them on because uh, we wanted to show people that listen uh there isn't like it's them, them versus us and us versus such and such it, it's a it's a market out there to express and to show and to educate people and to uh just get some interest in the hobby and spread the news about the hobby some people have their areas of expertise in uh modern stuff some have indie uh, or indie specialists some are vintage some have a specific set mindset of just this particular set is what i specialize in uh so it's important to get all those people uh out there to talk about this stuff to educate those who aren't so familiar with that kind of uh that those releases so it's you just help boost another another podcast into the wrestling card world because they've only got about two or three wrestling uh, issues out now, but that was the uh, five tool show you did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I I, I decided they kind of, weren't into it. Yeah, no. now they're they're going whole hog and wrestling. So I, I just kind of, uh, you know, reached out a little bit because I, I had to break outside the norm because, you know, looking for some feedback on the products like that. I mean, you can get there's a there's a frustration level. So let, let me let me get into this little realm here for a second and I'll go move on. There's a little bit of a frustration level when it comes to when you're putting out content uh, and it's not getting the engagement that you're kind of hoping for. And so maybe you put out something that you're kind of proud of, a uh, nice conversation that Paul and I will have on our monthly thing, uh, whatever. And that seems to get the most engagement from people, which I, I appreciate and I like. I appreciate all the uh, comments and, and suggestions. But you put out something and you're like, listen, I've got over 1,300 followers and I've only got zero comments and two likes. <laughs> Why is that? You know, you got to figure out what, what is it about? And it, it can it can kind of frustrate you and set you back. Like, why am I doing it then? Why am I putting anything out if no one really wants to engage, comment, suggest, complain, whatever? Uh, you're not getting the kind of response you're kind of hoping for. Um, but I just keep plugging away. Anyways. I don't care. I'm putting it out there. It's information out there. So I thought about what can I do outside of our bubble? We have a bubble of communicate. We have we have Paul. We have Chuckster. We have Zan. <laughs> You know, we have, uh, you know, Card Foundation guys now. What can we do? Don't, to, for, don't forget Stacking Slabs. Don't forget Stacking Slabs. I mean, yeah. but, you know, yeah. he's 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 a sports-minded kind of guy that also now mm -hmm. delves in, in wrestling, too, which is great. I, and I love his stuff. Um, uh, it's like, what can you do to get outside? It's like, why should I be not afraid to go out and reach out and say, hey, if you want to talk about wrestling, I'd be happy to be a guest in your show. And that's mm -hmm. how the Five Tools thing became about. I reached out to them uh, and that particular uh, uh, podcast Twitter handle had like 200 or something followers. That was it. And I said, I don't care. But their other one had like 19,000 followers. Right. And so I said, okay. And I went on there. They said, we'd love to talk about wrestling cards. And that kind of just sparked their interest in doing wrestling stuff. And both those shows were really good. Um, you know, the, 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 the one with you and Chuck were um, very detailed. So there's a lot of information. And they talked with Peck too. He was a, yeah. their second guest. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's uh, hey, anytime I can get a, a one up on Peck for, you know, interviews like that, I'll take that. <laughs> uh, but it's just, um, you know, getting out there and, and spreading that news and getting people who are like, you know, we like wrestling. Hell, why not get into wrestling cards? And now those guys are kind of gung ho on the wrestling card stuff now, which is great. Love it. But anybody else, I mean, I've got some I got some special guests coming up here that are outside the norm of people that um, I'm kind of hoping you know, jumps into the next level. Let's get That's to the. Okay, you shouldn't. We should never be worried about you know one video to the next gets this many views and then this one gets more and they make more and we make less. You know, we're doing this one for fun, 
yep. and two to educate, but mostly for fun. We're but, but, right? but there's a fine line. Like, Lots to hang with you guys and talk and then to, to, to talk about these things because for years and years and years, I was up here by myself with my cards. Yeah. So now I'm part of this world and this community and, you know. Oh, very much so. And it's just. I'm um, very close with you and Chuck and, you know, it's important to me. And uh, it, 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 it's, you know. That's why we do it, you know. Like I, I said this to you, I remember once we were having that co that conversation in the morning. It's like, you know what, man? Just do what feels right to you, you know, because people do appreciate it, you know. If I haven't said it enough, I think I have, um, you know, about what you and Zen have done for the community. It's fantastic, you know. It really is, and it's appreciated, you know. So even if one guy appreciates it, that ought to be enough for you, you know what I mean? But I'm telling you, a whole lot more do than that. It, it, I know, and it's just, uh, it's a, obviously clearly a labor of love. Clearly, we know that. However, um, people don't forget that time has evolved uh is a factor in this and so when you have a lot of time being put into it um you, you know we have lives you know uh, how much can my wife tolerate me doing stuff like this for making no money and making nothing out of it how much can i uh deviate from doing my now my own convention and then i have a convention that i help run in alaska and then i have my booking business and i have a store that i'm opening up here in phoenix arizona so i have a lot of things like that I have to take away from in order to do this kind of stuff. And it, it can be a little, it, it can wear you down a little bit like that. So yeah, I know the hobby does take up a lot of time. Like I own two companies and I'm in, I have a band, two bands, in fact, and uh, then there's wrestling cards, but I probably spent more time on wrestling cards than anything else this year, you know, because uh, I like it, you know, and I really like engaging with chuck you know it's it's always a pleasure to get an email from chuck and what are you into and good morning how's it's you know it's 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 just cool and anthony and i become very close as well we become very good friends just through uh, just through the hobby you know i haven't bought a ton of stuff from him over the years but i've known him just like we knew each other for years so that when we finally got together here it was not like this is the first time we're hanging out you know yeah and it's the thing that, that that binds us i, I want to mention and uh, maybe you know the the passing again of chef carl who, who died this year. And this is a gentleman that um, none of us knew personally, nope. but uh, we were all affected by his passing because he, uh, he and I had one very major thing in common, like I have with you, like I have with Chuck, you know what I mean? And that's, that's what binds us. And that's what everyone that's watching this, like anyone that's going to be however long we've been talking now, an hour and a half, uh, still watching, it's because they love the hobby, not us, you know, but they really dig uh, wrestling cards. And we're here to- uh, I don't know. I think they like Chuckster a lot. They love the slam. Uh, Chuckster maybe. Not yeah. you and I, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's the more fun-loving guy that everybody seems to like. And, so I, and look, he's become... I'm going to end up being his booking agent because he's being invited on so many different shows now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just so happy to see it happen. I'm going to book him at Steel City Con. Anybody in the hobby that, that deserves it, it's the... Do I, do, I have to, do I have to learn how to slam dance before I go? Yeah. No, no. We, <laughs> I think we, we, we will forever make it a mystery, make it a very long storyline. It's somewhere down the road. Yes, you'll have to learn, though. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there's one more thing, guys, on the list. We actually covered. I'll just go through them, and then they, we Panini gets the license, Upper Deck and AEW, uh, the boom of wrestling cards, Critical Mass of the Indies, WCW autographs, McMahon's uh, Super Fractor, Virtual Con, Twitter, and WTC. But the last thing was the Rock Sticker, which was a uh, and this a ties big. in perfectly well, by the way, for your um, your huge rise during the pandemic. I, I want to tie those two together, just like that. But yeah. go ahead. Uh, yeah. So you know, if if you recall some rock uh, panini stickers were found in the middle east or wherever it was i should let you guys talk because this really didn't 
I, I, I didn't get involved in any of this. I was just sort of observing it um, from the sidelines. As well, well I, I mean, allegedly these, uh, well, not allegedly, these, these, these 95 uh, panini sticker boxes and cases were discovered, I think, majorly out of, out of Egypt, I think, originally, yeah. I think, where they came from. And uh, I think uh, Rob England discovered those, uh, grabbed some. Um, as soon as he got them and started kind of uh, tweeting about it, everybody else started gravitating towards that. He managed to pull a, uh, a, a rock sticker that got a PSA 10 out of it, sent it off to, was it Golden or Heritage? I think it was. I can't remember which one it was. He sent it to one of the auction houses that got mad money. I mean, it went for 33,000 uh, you know, plus a buyer's premium. So it was like 3,600 or something like 33 or 36,000. I think it was. Um, now that's, that's, that was a huge amount, obviously. But as we tied into our other conversation about the huge rise in price like that, and a, a new floor has been established. So the market kind of came back down to uh, more normal levels. But yes. I mean, there's been several other PSA 10s of that, uh, of that card that haven't gotten even half that price. Correct. But the fact that that happened, the fact that from nowhere, all of a sudden we had something in our hands that was all of a sudden replacing the uh, yellow uh, game card as being the rock rookie, even though it was a sticker. Yeah. And I was like the first guy saying, hang on, it's a sticker. But that didn't yep. seem to matter. All of a sudden stickers were cards. And I thought, okay, I've got to take a step back here before I say something that's- Hey, well, according to you now, calendars are cards. <laughs> According to me, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait till I start pricing lunchboxes, guys. Oh, okay. you're going you to have to change your domain name. Yeah, WCPG, <laughs> Wrestling Collectibles Price Guys. There you go. See, go buy it now. Better hurry up. Anything's possible, guys. I mean, whatever fuels the hobby, I don't care. Whatever fuels the hobby, I'm, I'm happy with this. Life. But, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I'm staying in my lane. You can go ahead and j jump in different lanes. <laughs> well, I don't, have, I don't have thumb wrestling. Yeah, there, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I, it's a trading card though at least it is yeah, it's a you know so, what though yeah. anthony has the calendar anthony has always had that calendar on his site i i think i might have that counter laying around in storage somewhere yeah and i, 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 I I'm not, actually i, I don't I, think i, I, I Look, I have the calendar as a whole. I think I have a piece of the calendar somewhere i got that calendar and the wc or the fcw one with like probably 16 autographs in it uh, dirt cheap. It was unbelievable how inexpensive they were. I'm like, really? I'm pretty sure I got mine as most of the stuff back in the day when I was buying out collections. I just got in a big, a giant lot that I got. It's right. so funny by thinking back about those times when uh, really being a dealer in in the in wrestling cards, which my I was my forte was just wrestling cards. Period. You know, I dabbled in other stuff. Going, oh, you know, 18 to 35 year old demographic. I'll do porn cards too. That's the same same demographic. Uh, I started doing golf and some tennis, and it never ever worked like wrestling did. But um, you know, buying out collections and finding things like, oh my god, it's like there's a whole bunch of WWF pogs in this thing, you know, or there's a whole bunch of like, you know, calendar, uh, uh, calendar stuff. There's a whole bunch of like postcards. There's like doorknobs, you know, uh, knocker things. I mean, there's all kinds of weird things, flip through books. I'd find all kinds of stuff, there, you know, there is so much to collect out there. Yep. Past figures and trading cards for wrestling that it's unbelievable. And, you know, towels and, and stuff that, you know, like, like the all-stars calendar is of interest because of the all-stars cards. If we didn't have such a fuss in our hobby about yep. those cards and no one would care about that calendar, but because of that, it's something that people like, Oh, this is nifty. A lot of it, sh it shines a light. It shines a light on what could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I think there's actually some pictures on that calendar too that wasn't released on the cards, wasn't there? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think that, that calendar was something for a, a potential for a future set. I think it was right. It mm -hmm. wasn't about what wasn't what wasn't released before. It was about what was supposed to come out. I honestly possibly. don't know that, that much about it other than the fact that I, I, I couldn't believe it was. We should talk to uh, somebody information. You probably want to check up with Peck. I'm sure he can probably yeah, fill David, you on that. David yeah, would know, he would definitely know, know that kind of stuff. 
Um, so that's it, guys. We, we covered the top 10. And at the outset, I, I said I was going to spring a surprise on you. And I was going to ask you and uh, perhaps anybody out there that watch this is, watches this video, they can sort of when this gets posted, they can sort of chime in with with their opinion on this. But I want to ask you guys for 2021, who was your favorite wrestler of the year? Maybe you can give me two. Who was your favorite and maybe a runner up? Go for it, Chuckster. You, you, you really dropped uh, one off. I mean, that was too quick. There's too many out there to choose one or two. I already know. I know one. I know can one. I, I know one on Chuckster's list already. Can I give you three? Sure. You give three. Sure. I know one. MJF. Yep. Thunder Rosa. I knew that one. <laughs> Who's the third? Sammy Guevara. Wow. All all AEW guys, huh? All AEW. I nice. I cannot find one one exciting thing right now these days in uh, in uh, WWE. Uh, I, I could possibly go if I had to choose a WWE guy, it would probably be uh, Riddle. Right, but, you like him. But uh, but I I I'm just so so deep into the uh, AEW rabbit hole right now that uh, every one of these guys are just uh, just talent waiting to. Well, MJF is like like Macho Man used to say, "Cream always rises to the top." You know, MJF's the cream there, right there. You know, he's just he's just one of the best. Heels I have seen come along in wrestling in years. He's just been amazing. He's his, this has been his breakout year as far as I'm concerned. And oh, Thunder Rosa, she she left that uh, she left the um, what was it the NWA, and I think Tony Khan bought out her contract because I think she was supposed to go till the end of this year, and he bought out her contract so she could be full time in AEW. So uh, and I'm really tickled. The stuff she does with Britt, the stuff she did with Britt Baker this past summer was just amazing. Uh, she's just so talented, and yeah. uh, and and Sammy, he's getting that rub from uh, Chris Jericho, uh, uh, you know, at the inner circle, and he's just to watch him flip around the ring and then watch his athleticism. It's just it's okay. amazing. I really like those three. Those are probably my top three. Nice. I'll I'll go next because one of mine ties into one of yours, and it's an interesting discussion because you know, like Kenny held three titles at one point. Uh, Roman's been indestructible for the last year. I, I don't think there's better technical wrestlers than Daniel Bryan and say AJ Styles still, but um, my two, my runner up, and this might tie into cards and social media, but my runner up on the year is a guy that I haven't even seen wrestle a lot, but this guy's just been everywhere. Anytime I go on Twitter, anytime I go on Facebook, he's kind of like Snoop Dogg. I don't think Snoop Dogg's. I, I know who he is. My number two guy is Dan Housen. I knew it. Everywhere yep, Housen yep. <laughs> and Merry Christmas Housen to all the wrestling collector Housens. Um, <laughs> that guy has got a future. And I actually saw something that said that who are the top potential guys that might turn up on, on AEW? And obviously they talked about Bray Wyatt and they talked about Braun Strowman. But the third guy wasn't the Briscoe brothers. The third guy was Dan Housen. And I'm like, yeah, that guy has got a profile and he's doing something right to put himself out there. So I, you know, I just think that I didn't know what a Dan Housen was at the beginning of the year. And now I can't turn around with smacking into a Dan Housen. So he's my number two. <laughs> and his and videos my, are hilarious. My, if you've checked out any of his YouTube videos, they're hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And my number one uh, is 100% agreement with my brother, Charles Davies. MJF is the greatest wrestler that I've seen in a long, long time. And um, again, a year ago, I was aware of who he was, but he's the one guy uh, that really cut through to me. I, I think that he is the best heel in the business. When he did the segment with the ballroom dancing, I said, man, this guy is a real entertainer. 
and uh, his promos are, are kick-ass. It's just everything about that guy, right down to his mother and father calling him an asshole on the side. So I'm right there with you, Chuck. My number one wrestler of the year is MJF. Tony? I don't watch wrestling, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have anybody. I mean, uh, I don't have anybody. I mean, my, my, my wrestler is always going to be Kurt Angle. So that's always my guy. He doesn't wrestle anymore, but as a player collector, that's who I go with. And I guess I always have to go with my two player collecting. I'm going to go Dexter Loomis and, uh, and Kurt Angle. Cause there that's what go. I collect. And, um, it just for, yeah, uh, pure self-interest. I just, um, I make the joke that uh, that my wife says, oh, she sees a picture of Dexter Loomis, goes, you're in the, you're in the Nazis now, huh? And I, go, yeah. I go, well, uh, no. <laughs> but but I, uh, I'd, I'd love to hear what other people in the hobby have to say about this one. Yeah, so I want to know people's, uh, I'd love to hear people in the comments uh, of this. Um, you know, we'll, we'll repurpose this for uh, a January 1st uh, release too as well. So people can go and really comment on this. But even on this one, you know, just go ahead and comment. Let us know what your uh, your top two uh, guys are. I'd love to hear about it. And, and want to put, you know, why? You know, I want to hear why. Uh, me, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm a still a fan of, of wrestling. I just don't have the time to watch wrestling and i haven't for several ye many years actually uh i have treat i treat it like i do most of my sports stuff i just treat it like you know sports center twitter is my sports center i get all the highlights i watch the clips the 30 second clips the two minute clips um you know i follow all that stuff so i kind of at least keep myself somewhat current on what's going on but you know i if i had to say without watching and someone hasn't watched, I have to say, you know, who would be, you know, my MVPs of the year, uh, I'd have to go with MJF just based on everything I've seen, all the clips I've watched like that. Um, you know, anybody who's going to be an MVP for me is going to probably be in the AEW uh, bracket because it's just everybody's taking to the next level there. It's just a, it's a whole different beast. If I had to pick a WWE person, I'd probably go with a Roman Reigns just because the guy's been carrying right. that title on his back for so long. Uh, it just uh, indestructible force is over there. Um, they, they're, they're writing him the right way right now. Finally, I think so finally. it's what people wanted and they're getting it. Um, and I don't think he'd be where he's at without a Paul Heyman though, either. Uh, so Paul Heyman's really took him, uh, taken him to a different level, but again, I'm not, a, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the product per se. Uh, I don't really watch. I just, um, I just listen and, and kind of on the outside. I'd like to see a promo between MJF and Dan Lambert. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> give, give me give me twenty minutes of that, and, yeah. and that will be the Dan promo. That he else. He's very good too. Yeah, I, I don't know who gets more heel heat and who gets boo more, and it's not go away boo. It's just like I really hate you because you really make me mad. You know, it's Yeah, definitely. That's a good heel. Do we have any questions to go over from people that are watching? Uh, let me look here and see. Uh, uh, no, I had one gentleman ask about uh, how to find uh, how to find the Discord channel. I think that's an app, isn't it, that we download? Uh, well, the Discord channel is already there. He joined. We uh, I saw oh. that he joined. Oh, okay. He I just now I just now waved hi to him there. So I also put a link oh, okay. on the Discord channel. Um, All right probably could have promoted this a little bit better as far as uh you know going live on a different uh, social media i didn't put this on facebook at all but well, you know. it's, it's your time it's sunday like our time noon right so a lot yeah. of people are busy at, uh, christmas is next week so people are busy at this time it's so. what i expect <laughs> i expected that so we'll repurpose this like i said later for those who missed it and um i'll put it up there but um yeah. it's uh again definitely been a a crazy year um 
what we didn't really talk about then too is going forward. Uh, what do we expect more going in 2022 uh, uh, as a general whole? We expect more craziness. Do you think it's going to be uh, some more controversy, more hidden gems? Well, we're not going to we're not going to have the you know we're not going to have the groundbreaking news of the tops license being taken away and, and WWE signing with Panini. We're not going to have AEW uh, signing with someone else. So so we're in a lane now with AEW and with WWE. There's going to be more custom cards. There's going to be more independent product, and there's going to be more content. You know, there's going to be all sorts of this stuff going on. The Husker Half site is is is, is going to be finished uh, soon. You know, you're going to be getting your images up and doing more with WTC. Uh, who knows what I'm going to be doing with the price guide, but I'm sure something. And uh, you know, but we also let's be let's be clear. We also do have potentially some surprises and announcements yeah. coming up for ourselves we, to help we, to help the hobby. Yes, kind of more we're, we're, we're waiting. We're waiting on a phone call now that that can be something very cool for for us and the hobby uh, next year, and uh, just continue to do it. What I wanted to do before we sign off is just give some shout outs to people, everyone in the hobby. Uh, people that we communicate on Twitter. I want to wish you a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. If you're still allowed to say that, I don't know. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, thanks to everybody for tweeting their cards. Uh, thanks to Matt Dalalakis for tweeting out some great food. <laughs> Every time he puts out a, a, a Greek food, I, I get hungry. Um, obviously, we should mention David and Rob, you know, our our, uh, our vintage guys. You know, they, they do so much for the hobby. And once again, you and Zan. Um, and, the, and the card foundation guys, the, you yeah. guys that are putting out constant uh, contact uh, con uh, content, it's appreciated and uh, just keep it up, you know, just keep doing more, more, more. And we'll build this hobby, one card, one person at a time. Yep, we sure will. Yeah, I think Thank this year has been a pretty up and down uh, year. There's been some really high spots and some a few low spots. I think the, the rise of the indie cards have been been amazing. I think we're going to see more of that in the new year because everybody's starting to kind of jump on the bandwagon now. Like you said a little bit ago on Thanksgiving weekend, there were six different, six or seven different sets being released on the same day of the indie, indie thing. My bank, my bank card got burned up <laughs> from buying. But uh, I, I think we're going to see a, a lot more of that in the coming year. I don't think we're going to see as many, as many releases. I think AEW maybe has planned two releases for next year. Um, according to a podcast I listened to the other day with two of the guys that are putting them out. Um, and, uh, and we'll just have to see what Panini does. You know, um, we know we got, we know we got at least one coming out. Um, I hope, I just hope they, I know the more cards there is to collect, the funner it is, but I really hope they space them out. You know, I yeah. hope they don't put like one I set agree. out a month. That was just getting a little overwhelming. And even for somebody who me and likes to collect, it was getting too much. So, you know, I want time to put a set together and tinker around with a little bit, buy a piece here and buy a piece there and, and, and get a set together before the next one hops on the market. And then I have to go back and forget that one for a little bit and start on the new one before all that stuff gets sucked up. But I think we're going to see a, I think we're going to see the hobby really take off again in, in 2022 because we just got so much good stuff on the horizon. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I agree with all that. All that stuff is uh, I agree with. I think um, it'd be nice to have a little bit more spacing between releases, of course. Um, uh, so it's going to be interesting. I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, Paul and I will continue to keep doing our monthly. Um, 
you know, we, there's been some talk about scaling back some of this content a little bit, just because it's a little overwhelming between both for, from Zan and I's perspective, you know, he's got his, I've got my channel, we have our joint channel, you know, sometimes a little bit too much crossover, maybe um, there's enough content out there. I, I think that um, when we started doing this stuff in late 2020, um, it just became like, a, let's see what happens. And, 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 and here we are over a year later and, and we're doing uh, a lot of episodes and cross promoting and getting people in there making uh, Chucks are famous like he should be um, <laughs> uh, just uh, doing a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, you know, and just I, I didn't know what was going to happen with WTC. So it, it is where it's at now. I never thought it was ever going to get to where it's, it is again right now. Uh, it's nice that having the legit longevity that it's had the algorithms haven't really changed much in the keywords and key phrases that I've used for that site. So it's, it always ranked on the first page of Google searches. Uh, you know, you'd say now it probably it's still number one when you just search for wrestling trading cards, it's number one outside of any potential uh, eBay or Amazon ad. Um, so it's, it's nice to be there. It's, it wouldn't be where it was if it wasn't for you guys, uh, Chuckster, Paul, Armand, uh, everybody, anybody who's ever supplied information, images, uh, full checklist. It just, I don't have time to do it myself and it just can't be done without having a good team. I think we have the best team around possible for this hobby. It just can't get any better. The team can't get any better. So I'm, I'm very thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for everybody who listens to me, uh, babble on and on and on. Cause I can talk forever. Um, just the hobby as a whole has been uh, great. It's been great welcoming WTC back. Um, and I'll talk to you guys a little bit after we get done recording. I have some other news to talk to you about, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's nice to be back, uh, doing what we do. I, I get a great, big thrill. I think I mentioned like when we get the first checklist, the PWG we put out there, I was so thrilled about that. I was thrilled about getting that first message. I'm thrilled about like being where we're at now and going like a new release gets put out and then bam, we got it up there right away. It's like that. I go, this is old school days, man. This is old school prime w, uh, WTC days when it's like something gets announced, boom, it's on the site, like right mm -hmm. away. And it's just, uh, it's fun to get that out there. And it's a big thrill for me to have information putting out there and learning new things. I'm not in a position anymore where I get like upset about where, you know, we got to be first. We're there to be the best. We could be, it's just about getting the thrill of like getting information now and going like, great. Didn't know that existed. Didn't know that was a problem. Didn't know it was an, an issue and getting it fixed. So it's just uh, fun. And I hope to continue to keep doing that in the new year. Um, there's some plans. There's some big plans, you know, as we know, privately, there's, in addition to some announcements, hopefully, but also, you know, other cool little things we might put out there for the community. Awesome. And, uh, you know, so Merry Christmas to all. Uh, happy holidays to everybody. Um, I, we hope you enjoyed this episode where we recap the whole year. Um, hope you be back again next year. Talk about the same thing again, you know, <laughs> some more wrestling cards and more exciting news. We got a lot of stuff coming out, I'm sure. <laughs> and, uh, and discuss it all. And uh, so let's, let's everybody's plug out. Chuckster, uh, not that everybody uh, doesn't already know where to find you, but where can they find you? Chuckster on Twitter. That's right. What about you, uh, Mr. Price Guide? Mr. Price Guide, uh, Paul and Ann, thewrestlingcardpriceguide.com. And on Twitter, it's, uh, what is it, card underscore guide. 
I have an Insta page, Paul at Plex, but I don't do much there. I don't post. And I also am on Facebook too, but I use Facebook. I use Facebook for music. I use LinkedIn for business and I use Twitter for wrestling cards. So really Twitter is the, the place to engage with me. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. Thanks to everybody in the hobby. Thanks to everybody that's been on the site. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All the best for a great 2022. And we'll see you then. Yeah. And then uh, for uh, WTC, you can find everything on wrestlingtradingcards.com. At the bottom of every page of the website is a link to all the social media platforms that we're on. Uh, YouTube, Discord channel, all that stuff is all there. So um, have fun with the sites, you know, find any errors or errors like that, let us know. But uh, yeah, thank you again for everybody for helping out with everything that's going on and uh, bringing uh, everything back up and, and keeping the hobby alive and going and thriving and, you know, sharing the news, sharing information. Uh, we've got a lot of new collectors jumping in like that, which is great. And I want to see this hobby keep growing, man. So uh, that's all I got, guys. Awesome. Thanks, uh, make guys. sure you Merry make, Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody. Good holidays. Stay safe. Uh, yep. Make sure uh, you guys like, subscribe, uh, like this, share it, uh, comment, complain, as we always say, bitch, uh, praise, whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, we we appreciate it, man. And uh, you know, with that, I say uh, we're out.